jump into the world of Wild Kratts at Philadelphia's Please Touch Museum. Explore the world of this PBS Kids series in the Wild Kratts Creature Power Museum exhibit, opening May 31st. Discover animal habits from around the world as you swing through the trees like a spider monkey, sneak through the forest like a jaguar, hunt for lunch like a platypus, and much more in this adventurous new exhibit. Get tickets at pleasetouchmuseum.org. That's pleasetouchmuseum.org. Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And How to Be Fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. Do you, by any chance, happen to own overalls? Uh, no, I don't have any overalls. What about work boots? I have hiking boots. Does that count? I guess that'll be fine. But more importantly, do you own a pitchfork? A pitchfork. What? Why are you asking if I have, like, farming stuff? Farming stuff? Or perhaps barnyard gear? Oh, barnyard. I see. We're about to live by a book that involves barnyard language or swearing. Oh, yes, we fucking are. Because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolanta Greenberg. And this is By the Book. In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. And today, we are living by 
Unfuck Yourself, Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life by Gary John Bishop. Gary John Bishop is a life coach, speaker, and best-selling author from Glasgow, Scotland. He worked as a general contractor until 1997 when he moved to the U.S. and began studying metaphysics and phenomenology. After years of study, he became a leader at one of the foremost personal development companies, and then he struck out on his own as an independent life coach. He became popular because of his no-nonsense, in-your-face, coddle-free approach to betterment, and he's distilled his philosophy into five books. The first, Unfuck Yourself, came out in 2016 and instantly became a New York Times bestseller. In Unfuck Yourself, Bishop posits that the happiness you're after and the weight you want to lose and the career and relationship you want are just out of reach. Not because of the reality of life itself, but because of your own self-talk about how unfair life is. The solution, according to Bishop, to stop letting your mind hold you back with its excuses and distractions and worries, to change your internal script, and to start taking the actions necessary to propel yourself forward now. But Bishop warns, unfuck yourself is full of hard truths, not syrupy affirmations. And as he puts it, if you're easily offended, his book is not for you. Here's how you do it. Step one, be willing or unwilling. Stop blaming luck, other people, or outside influences for your circumstances. Instead, accept that you're where you are because of what you are willing to do or not do. Ask yourself, am I willing to give up my favorite foods to have the body I want? To work an extra 20 hours a week to get rich? To face my social fears? The assertions of I am willing or I am unwilling will distill your priorities, empower you, and help you to draw a line in the sand. Step two, know that you're wired to win. There are absolute worldviews in your subconscious about your income, weight, worth, and everything else. These beliefs drive your action, or lack thereof, and keep you winning, if winning means staying on the same path. But the good news, you can change your path. Think about a goal and break it down to the mile markers you'd like to see. Understand your personal constraints, but focus on the future. And repeat, I am wired to win. Step three, say, I've got this. According to Bishop, if you're reading his book, chances are your life isn't as hard as a child's in Somalia. So when you find yourself saying, life is too hard, put things in perspective. Look at the big picture and the tough times you survived, as well as the great times. Think of all the experiences still awaiting you. Ask yourself, what's really going on here? Face your problems pragmatically one by one and tell yourself, I've got this. Step four, embrace uncertainty. Embrace uncertainty knowing that it's where things happen. Push yourself out of your comfort zone, starting with small things like eating somewhere you've never been or saying hi to people you pass on the street. Look for new opportunities. Be willing to be judged by others and accept that we can never really predict what life will bring. Step five, you're not your thoughts, you're what you do. If you sit around waiting for the mood to strike, you probably are never going to get started. So change your life by doing, not by thinking about doing. Act now with what's in front of you. As you become immersed in action, your negative internal chatter will grow quieter, your action will breed confidence, and you'll find yourself more habitually tackling the tasks you need to. Step six, be relentless. People don't like being uncomfortable. 
But the greater the degree of discomfort, the greater the sense of personal accomplishment that comes after. So push through your challenges relentlessly, one step at a time. When others say you can't, say, you're wrong, and I'm going to prove it. And when you want to give up, remember all those who didn't, who had more impossible tasks than you're facing, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who became a film star despite having an Austrian accent. Step seven, expect nothing and accept everything. Pick an area of your life in which things aren't going well and write out how it was supposed to turn out. Next, write in detail about how it actually looks. Acknowledge the role that your expectations play in your disappointment. Then, let those expectations go now. Going forward, take things as they present themselves and solve issues as they arise. Say what you want rather than expecting other people to read your mind. Treat life like a dance, not a plan. And love the life you have, not the one you expected to have. That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. Okie doke. Kristen, you're up first. How was your first week of living by unfuck yourself? Were you fucked? Did you get unfucked? Tell me all about it. <laughs> well, I started with good old step six. Okay, and step six is be relentless. I already like this. You're starting out of order. This is like Kristen gone rogue. Oh, yeah. I'm totally rogue and relentless. <laughs> um, how did you be relentless? Well, according to this step, none of us want to be uncomfortable, but we have to push through the discomfort to be our best. So I did just that with something I'd been meaning to do for a few weeks. My last name is Meinzer, M-E-I-N-Z. Yep, that's me. Um, do you have my insurance? Um, do you want to take Oh, no. Um, can I do it now? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So, Jolenta, that is the sound of me checking in at the radiologist's office for a mammogram. Oh. And uh, some folks I know warned me it would be a horrible experience, and I was kind of scared. But I'm just going to say it. At least in my case, it wasn't bad at all. Mm -hmm. And hey, folks, stop warning each other this is going to be terrible. It really is not terrible, at least not for me. Yes, they smashed my little boobies flat as pancakes and they pulled them and they, you know, they did all the things. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it really wasn't that bad and it only took a couple minutes and then it was done. My mom always says she's more impressed by it than she is hurt. Like, she's always just like, wow, they can go that flat. <laughs> so that's how I've always heard it spoken. <laughs> and she has much bigger boobs than mine. Imagine with my little boobs. They really stretch them out and smash them. <laughs> wow. I'm very proud of you. That is a very responsible way to be relentless. And what a way to start off your first week. I'd say with a bang, but it was more with a squish. Yes. So what did you do after that? Well, because everything went so well with the radiologist, I started to think of other uncomfortable things I could do for my health. But before I could even get to them, I received a phone call. So I just got word from the radiologist that my mammogram was uh, abnormal and they need me to come back for another mammogram and also for an ultrasound. But before that, I need to get my gynecologist to go over my abnormal results with me and explain what's wrong. And I also need them to send a written referral to the radiologist. Um, or I guess my insurance company won't cover me. And I'm, I'm trying not to freak out, but I am kind of freaking out. 
That sounds very nerve-wracking and shitty. Oh, And, like, so many fucking hoops to go through while you're panicking. At least I would be panicking. Yeah. It, it was pretty stressful. And what made it even worse was the fact that when I called my gynecologist, she was not available to talk to me. So I was stuck leaving a message with the receptionist. And by the end of the day, I still hadn't gotten a call back. And then my head started spinning. And all I could think was, what's happening? Why won't my doctor call me back? And why couldn't the radiologist have just told me what was wrong? And why is insurance in America so fucked up? Mm. But then I realized, Jolenta, mm-hmm. I needed to stop blaming the system. <gasps> and start doing step one. Oh, but the system's so fucked. But uh, I digress. Step one is be willing or unwilling. I want to know, what were you willing or unwilling about? Well, here I am with Dean talking about just that. So I am not allowed to blame anyone or anything else for my circumstances. I have to accept that I am where I am because what I have been willing or unwilling to do in my life. And I guess maybe I willed myself to have breast cancer just like my mom and maybe I'll die just like she did. I willed it. What is, you didn't And I should have gone to get my mammogram sooner. I got the referral weeks ago and yet I chose not to go weeks ago. We've been really busy. It's not like you've been procrastinating for years and years um, I, how can you possibly have willed yourself and to have cancer? It's also my what fault. What is wrong with this book? I live in America where the healthcare system is broken. You didn't choose to live in America. You were internationally adopted well, as an infant. I am an adult with is free will, and I could have left by now, but I clearly have not left because clearly, I guess, I wasn't willing to leave and go to a country that has good medical care. Wow, 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 wow. Dean is right. That is a fucked line of thinking. Yeah, Yeah, Kristen. I mean, some circumstances just are, and they aren't choices. Like Dean said, you were fucking internationally adopted as an infant. Like, you did not choose to, you weren't like, the states it is. And yes, our system is super fucked, and it's super frustrating. And on top of all of that, you have, like, the added fear slash trauma of, like, having lost your mother to cancer so just like being kept in the dark for all of this is super fucked and like not your fault uh yeah it did not feel good but then i thought you know what might feel better step two okay and step two is know that you're wired to win exactly and one part of the step is to think about a goal and break it down to the mile markers you'd like to see. So I decided my goal mm-hmm. was to get the medical information I needed, good or bad, whatever it is, I just want an answer. Right. So I could face things with my eyes wide open. Nice. And my mile markers included calling my doctor every other day until I got some answers, reading up on mammograms to get my own answers, and getting back to the radiologist with a referral in hand so I could get more tests. That is so rational, so doable. What a way to break down like a winning strategy. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I did start off feeling kind of like a winner. I went to the Mayo Clinic website and I learned Mm -hmm. that up to 10% of mammogram results come back irregular. So that was kind of a relief. Like, oh, I'm just part of that one in 10. That's just what happens with some people. Mm -hmm. But then things went downhill from there. After another day of not hearing back from my gynecologist, I left another message, but no one called back on that one either. So then I called back yet again. 
Hi, I have called a few times now to have a doctor go over my abnormal mammogram results with me and to also um, make sure they sent a prescription to the radiologist so I can do a follow-up breast exam. Okay, sure. Well, let's see what's going on. I do know you called earlier about it. And uh, the mammogram results, do you know when a doctor will call me back with those? Um, I, unfortunately, I don't have an update from the doctor as of yet. This is so frustrating, Kristen. I'm so sorry you're dealing with this. It has been days. Your nerves are frazzled. I hate the fucking medical system in America. It is confusing and like made to deter you from like getting medical help, it feels like. Yeah, tell me about it. I am the one who willed it into existence. So if anyone knows, I do. Oh, I can't believe you did that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a weird sentiment, but I understand how you got there. Let's move forward. What did you do after that? I did step three. That's tell yourself, I've got this. Yes. And one part of the step is to face your problems pragmatically. And it hit me. I'm not being pragmatic here. I'm just doing the same things over and over again and failing. Maybe I need to do things differently. So instead of calling my gynecologist back, I decided to email them. And I also left a message with my radiologist and said, can you call my gynecologist and tell them to call me back? And that way I was changing my path and hopefully they would change their path too. Yeah, going through the phone tree, going through the digital means. Yes. I like it. Yes. Did your new pragmatic approach work? It did not. No one called me back, Jolenta. Damn it. Not that day and not the next day. And that's how I ended my first week, being ignored by my doctors and stewing in the fact that, according to the book, it was all my fault because I made this reality happen to myself. That's fucking annoying. And what a shitty end of the week. Wow, I'm sorry. It sucked. (laughs) But Jolenta, let's not talk about my shitty week anymore. Let's talk about your first week of living by... Unfuck yourself. How did you start out? I started my week by embracing uncertainty, Kristen. Ooh, step four. Mm-hmm. And look, I don't want to rub it in, but I embraced uncertainty by going to my doctors <gasps> and getting, you know, some FaceTime with her. So, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to rub it in. Oh, I'm so jealous. Your doctor actually talked with you? Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Not about me. Okay. I was visiting my rheumatologist to check on my progress with my lupus remission, and I was actually hoping to get some good news on when I could start tapering back my chemo meds, because during my last visit, she said I'd probably be ready to do it by my next visit. So if you do the math, that equals this visit. Here's how it went. Yeah, so I think things are going in the right direction. Good, I'd good. like to continue, mm-hmm. um, definitely until you feel like you're in like deep clinical remission. Mm-hmm. And even then, we sort of try to keep people there for a long while. Right, right. Trying to take your medicine off. So right. I would say let's stay the course. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, continue with your exercises. And just keep everything as, as it for now. Like just another few... Maybe the next month. visit, Yeah, if you're feeling well, mm-hmm. I think we can start tapering. Yeah. Sweet. 
So by next visit, she means next visit. By the next visit, she means the next visit. (laughs) Right. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Last visit, it was next visit. This visit, also next visit, which means Uh. like another four more months of like the highest dose of medication before we can start thinking of tapering down. So frustrating. So not exactly what I was hoping for, but it was uh, definitely embracing uncertainty, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. So I was like bummed by that. And clearly I was bummed because like my hopes had been high, like expectations had been set and expectations are mentioned in step seven. So that's where I thought I would head next. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Step seven is expect nothing except everything. For this step, I did what the book recommends, uh, where you write out how things are supposed to be versus how things actually are. And here's what I came up with. Okay. I was supposed to be healthy with, like, bright, clear eyes and dewy skin and, like, fucking hair. I was supposed to be, like, smiling and having a good time and good relationships with my friends and my family. I was supposed to be fit as fuck and like really good at yoga still and maybe doing gigs that are sold out to big crowds. But in actuality, I am still on shitty medicine that makes me feel sick and like I want to barf all day. I can't walk very far without a cane. Even with a cane, I can't like walk far. Um, I see no one except Brad and my mom. I feel like shit asking people to mask or take precautions around me, even though it's still a pandemic. I'm sad and alone and barely do any comedy. Oh, Jolanta, look where your expectations got you. Oh, clearly, I have so many expectations. But, you know, I thought they were fucking reasonable, like being able to walk or like masking during a pandemic and shit. But like, apparently that's asking for the moon and my expectations are too high. And that's why I feel like shit. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't fun to see like these basic expectations like written down, and then being told, like, you are dumb for thinking you should be able to walk. Like, really? Look at how dumb you are for believing your doctor saying, next visit. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're dumb for, like, assuming, like, people said what they meant. <laughs> like, it just made me feel worse, to be honest. And how did you deal with that? I thought maybe moving on to step five could help me get out of my, like, negative headspace. Yeah. And step five is, you're not your thoughts, you're what you do. Mm -hmm. And so this step says you shouldn't dwell on your negative thoughts. It doesn't really say how to not dwell on your negative thoughts other than just like do things anyway. So I talked to my therapist about how to get started doing shit while I was like also feeling very despondent. And she said to be productive with those negative thoughts instead of wallowing in them to like channel them into like an article about being immunocompromised or some shit. And here is my response to that. Reminder, she'll never appear on the show. So you're hearing, like, my side of the convo. I also, I just feel like, I also just worry, like, no one wants to, like, hear from a downer right now. Like, everything's already shitty. Like, who wants to, like, hear more of that? Right. No, I know. Because I just feel, I guess I feel like, yeah, all the stuff I'm putting out is, like, such a fucking bummer lately. Like, whether it's in, not a bummer bummer, but, like, not uplifting. And it's like, I thought I was supposed to, like, 
be more fun than this. Don't that all sounds great? <laughs> just, I don't know. Like, no, I just feel like part of me just like doesn't believe you that like anything positive will come from it. <gasps> Jolenta. Jolenta. Uh, I love that you said that out loud, but also this does not sound like it's going very well. No, no. I'm what my therapist was calling resistant <laughs> that day. <laughs> but like, it was more motivating than the book to talk to her. And after talking through like feeling like a downer, I was able to stop wallowing a little bit, like put one foot in front of the other and move on to step two. Okay. Step two is know that you're wired to win. Mm -hmm. And so the book says, like, you're already winning at stuff. So for this, I looked back at that two-column list I made for step five, you know, the shit about my life that, like, should be and the shit about my life that is. And I looked at the stuff that is column, and I tried to find a few wins, like, hidden mm. in there. And did you find any? I did. You know, one win was how close I am with my mom. Like, I never would have imagined that she would live near me and that we'd, like, be fucking around at the park together with my dog. And, like, that's very cool. Definitely a win. So I figured at least I could, like, lean into that and maybe a few other things. But that leaning would all have to happen in week two because week one was over. Ooh, cliffhanger, Jolenta, mm -hmm. that's not normally what you do. I know. That is my stupid game, but I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. I am on the edge of my seat to hear what you're going to do in week two. But before we get to that, we have a question for all of you out there. Have you lived by Unfuck Yourself? Did it work for you? Share your story at facebook.com slash groups slash btbpod, or you can always drop us a line by email. That's at kristenangelenta at gmail.com. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now, save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at stearnsandfoster.com. Lesser savings may apply. Okie dokie. Kristen, week two time. Yes. When we left off, you had had an abnormal mammogram. And despite your efforts, you could not get a doctor, radiologist, anyone other than a receptionist to talk to you about it or to give you any paperwork to get any more tests done. Exactly. So at the beginning of week two, I called and emailed my doctor's office again and then I did step four. So relentless. Uh, and step four is embrace the uncertainty. Yes. And for this, I tried to change my mindset from one that expected answers to one that was filled with surprises and uncertainty. First up, I hit a new neighborhood bar with my friend, Sudi. Nice. Hello, dear. Hi. Sir, I'm a couple minutes late. It's so good to see you. You too. Um, I missed that this is an actual restaurant, so I was waiting. I don't, do you want to eat or do you want to sit at the bar? I, I think I just wanted a drink. Oh, gosh, that's loud. I think I just wanted a drink, maybe a snack. Yeah, same. Yes, is that good for you? That is. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So... Jolenta, I'm not sure if you heard us over the motorbike there, but the place we went to was so new, we didn't even realize it was a restaurant and not a bar. 
Right. Whoops. That's happened to the best of us. But of course, it is a fun way to do something new and uncertain. Go to one place, find out it's another kind of place, have fun with a friend. Ah, so uncertain, so embracing. Um, (laughs) Did it make you feel any better? It did until I got home that evening and saw that there were still no new voicemails from my doctor. No. Why? I know, I know, I know. And then I realized I'm turning into that person who is obsessed with herself. All I was doing was focusing on me, me, me. And that's not the kind of person I want to be, Jolenta. Mm -hmm. So I hit up step five. Right. And that is to acknowledge, you know, that you're not your thoughts. You're what you do. Exactly. So I did some things that were about others, not about me, not about my obsession with my health, not about my obsession with my body. I went out there and I gave free podcasting consulting sessions to two nonprofits. I visited an elderly neighbor. I put together a giant donation bag for the neighborhood fridge, which is a place people can go if they're food insecure. And here, Dean and I are dropping off that donation. Oh, that doesn't look quite so... At least the stuff we're putting in here is a bit fresh. That looks like compost. Like somebody actually put compost in here, but it's... No, it's just collard greens and nobody wants them and they've been in there for a while, that's all. Wow. Hopefully um, somebody will enjoy the tuna and pasta we have. I'm sure they will. They're going to like it way more than dodgy collard greens, that's for sure. Well, that's nice, Kristen. You put, like, all the ingredients for a tuna noodle hot dish in the community fridge? I like it. It's very you. Oh, my God. Jolenta, <laughs> you have such a good ear, and you're clearly the daughter of a Minnesotan that you caught that. Yes, that's exactly what we put in there. Oh, my mom's bringing over some cold tuna noodle pasta <gasps> this weekend, oh, so get ready. Suzanne, bring some to my house, too. Yes. Uh, <laughs> rest assured, we didn't just put Minnesota food in there, though. We also put in some bagels. We put in some fresh produce and so on. And I got to say, all the do-gooding served as a good distraction, but only for a while. The next day, I was back to doing this again. Nurses line, this is Marcello. Hi, Marcello. My name is Kristen Meinzer, and I've now left, I don't know how many messages. Um, I had an abnormal mammogram, and I was told by the radiologist that I need somebody there, a gynecologist, to go over the results with me because they were abnormal, and then I need to come back in again. But they said, when I go in, I have to have a referral from the doctor. And I've left Mm -hmm. many, many messages with y'all asking, how can I get a doctor to go over these results with me? And so far, nobody has called me back. So it looks like those results are with the doctor to give you a call for... We passed it over to the nurses, but I guess the nurses, you know, we can't um, give any results out until the doctor gives okay, the okay. So we're just waiting for that from the doctor. I'm going to send her a message right now to see if um, she can review the results and then get back to us. Okay, it's Um, been two weeks of me leaving messages now. Do you know when I'll get a call back? Because it feels like time's running out. I'm going to try to get you an answer today. Oh, thank you. I I, I hope so. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. What a call. Kristen, what were the results? Did Marcelo follow through or hunt down the doctor anyway? The answer to that is no. No. Nobody, no. Nobody called me back. No doctor reached out to me. No voicemails, no emails, nothing. And uh, 
yeah, it felt pretty terrible. That sucks. That is so shitty. I am so frustrated for you. And sorry you are dealing with that. Is that how you ended your second week? Just with the doctor's office putting off your call, like, yet again? Well, I ended with that and with one other thing, step seven. Oh, right. Step seven is expect nothing except everything. Yeah, listen. Where are we leaving the review for this doctor? This is ridiculous. How is this a respectful interaction? It's not about the doctor. It's about my expectations. Oh, it is about the doctor. It's all my fault because I expected a doctor to doctor. I thought the doctor was going to doctor. No, this is about the doctor. It is not about you and you willing the doctor not to call you. That is not what is going on here. You've been eaten up from the inside out wanting to know the answer to this. You've called them every two days for the last week and a half and then every day for the last half a week in your polite Minnesota way trying not to call three times a day because you want to know the answer to a problem, a medical problem that they said, wait, you can't have any other medical procedures until we call you. What the hell? I never should have expected anything from anyone. Ugh, that's so shitty and annoying. And, like, I don't like the added, like, beating yourself up about expectations. But, like, I guess that's verdict territory. I don't know. We'll talk about it later. Jolenta, I was just doing what the book said. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you were, too, because it's time to get back to you. Right. And your week, too. You left us with a cliffhanger. You left us with, mm-hmm. you had plans. And you were going to act on those plans in week two. Tell us about it. Right, yeah. I was going to focus on the few things in my life that, like, are going well. Or I am, quote, unquote, winning at. Like your relationship with your mom. hmm That and my relationship with TikTok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do tell. Do tell. So at the beginning of the week, I started thinking about step one. Oh, that's about what you're willing or unwilling to do. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I am unwilling to do is like fully give up comedy yet. Like I'm still like clutching onto comedy with my little claws. And I decided I would try to make some more TikToks about having lupus like I did in the last book we lived by, uh, Steal Like an Artist. They're not getting amazing views, but like they're not doing horribly. So I figured I'd like sort of lean into those vids and maybe like get a little more real about my angst at the same time. So here's my latest creation. One of the perks of having lupus is your medication will often make you immunocompromised and then you realize really quickly during a pandemic who cares about keeping you alive and who couldn't give a shit. It super helps you weed out those bad friends. (laughs) That is a great way to put a spin on a bad situation, Jolenta. Thank you. Thank you. There's snark. There's isolation angst. There's comedy. It has it all. It's all there. (laughs) It has laughs. It has tears. It has sobbing into the toilet. (laughs) 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 But what did you do after that? So after that, I thought, you know, let's focus on another positive light in my life, my mother. Ah, yes. Suzanne. 
Mm-hmm. So towards the end of the week, she called me and she asked me to come hang out slash do a few chores for her. When I showed up there, she takes me to the living room and this curtain had fallen down that I had already put up once before. And it was a struggle. Like I yelled at my mom. It wasn't pretty. But this time around, I decided to like employ step three while mm, I hung it. Yeah. Step three is tell yourself you've got this. So I just calmly tried to tell myself in my head over and over, I got this as like the stupid tension rod slipped around (laughs) and kept falling in this weird handmade like slanted window box. But eventually, after wrestling with it for about 15 minutes and improperly using a command strip, I did got that. I finished the job. You did it, Jolenta. You got it done. And after I finished that, I hit up step six. Ooh, nice. And that is to be relentless. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. For this one, my mom, get this, Kristen, asked me to rewire a lamp. Oh, like you're a fucking electrician. Come on, Suzanne. Just rewire a fucking lamp real quick. Really? She's a comedian, not an electrician? Yeah. No, no, no. But I was like, (laughs) hey, I'll try. I'm going to be relentless about my devotion to helping my mother and be relentless about just fucking trying to figure out this lamp. So I I went at it and I restarted putting it together like a billion times. First, you have to put it together in the right order and then like feed wires through and then it screw the wires into the thing. And here I am putting the finishing touches on the lamp and plugging it in. How about if I hold the cord while you turn? Is that no, it's going. Oh, so it didn't twist anything. There, and now it's all like sturdier. This still turns. Yeah, but... that thing always did. was annoying. And this? It just sits on it, doesn't screw or anything. Oh, and this little light I need to see if it actually works. Um, it's not turning on. Uh uh. No. No. Let me make you No, Jolenta, it didn't work. No. A comedian cannot rewire a lamp. Is that what the message is here? It didn't work. But Kristen, I was still being relentless. I did not stop there. I I doubled down with this lamp. Listen. Either it's the light bulb or I, like, the wires need to be on in a certain... Well, I was wondering, because it looks like one side went into one. You couldn't just put them in one. Right, I just put it in willy-nilly. So is it the oh. light bulb or is it the side? I think. I mean, I can't tell. Let me just try it again. Oh, it was the light bulb. I put it on right. Yay. Ah, I didn't know if I had one that would fit. Well, I was just like freaking out about if I did it wrong or not. It's very cute. It's taller than you think, right? Thank you, honey. You're welcome. Okay, I have a joke for you, Jolenta. Uh oh, what? How many Greenbergs does it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh, how many? Apparently, just you, and you fixed it. Hey! Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, that was not a funny joke. Corny jokes aside, I fucking rewired a lamp, and that is how I ended my second week. (laughs) Well, I am so curious, Jolenta, to find out about what your verdict is going to be. 
But first, a reminder, we love it when you rate and review us in your podcatcher, whatever your podcatcher may be. It's true. We love seeing ratings and reviews. I just saw one recently that said, sad. This show has gotten sad. And I was like, thank you for your honesty. We probably have. Like, I'm in a dark place. And the pandemic is not the happiest thing. It's just not. Yeah. So keep those hot thoughts coming. <laughs> when we're back, verdict time. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Okay, Kristen, it is time to get down to business. Did unfuck yourself work? Are you unfucked? Were you <laughs> fucked in the first place? And did you even need to get unfucked? Tell me your fucking thoughts. Well, Jolenta, I'm as fucked as I ever was. This book did not unfuck me in any way. It didn't get my doctor to pay attention to me. It didn't get me back into the radiologist for more tests. It didn't get me a referral. It did not calm my nerves about what's wrong with me or give me any explanations. And on top of all that... It blamed me, mm -hmm. saying everything came down to me being willing or unwilling to handle things a certain way or uh, being overly reliant on ridiculous expectations, like doctors keeping their promises. Yeah. On that note, the book was a very individualistic and selfish sort of worldview type of book. And by that, I mean... Everything is about what you did to ask for it. Uh, there's no allowances for structural inequalities. The worst trauma anyone has to deal with is being Arnold Schwarzenegger, a white male, conventionally attractive bodybuilder who wanted to make it in Hollywood despite having a strong Austrian accent. And surprise, Arnold Schwarzenegger made it, folks, despite having the toughest, toughest cross to bear of all people. And there's almost no focus on altruism, kindness, giving back, changing the structures that may be causing some of us to be in pain. Mm. There's no focus on, let's say, for example, reworking the entire American medical system, insurance system, uh, <laughs> none of that. Not, nothing's about— Weirdly, no. No, nothing is about actually changing the bigger picture of what might be making us unhappy. It's about saying get out of the victim mindset regardless of if you're a victim of, like, shitty systems or not. Yes, exactly. And I'll also add that while the book is supposedly for anyone ready to face the tough truth, <laughs> it really seems to only be talking to men, with the exception of only one female 
It is full of dozens of dude quotes, dude references, and dude stories. And yes, one of the dudes is Steve Jobs. And I'm starting to feel, Jolenta, like we need to yes. like have a sound effect for every time we say his name because it keeps coming up. And on top of that, we didn't even talk about this yet. There are so many mentions about like weight and getting rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting thin and getting rich. It's like you couldn't even be creative about what people want. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, the reason you don't have a six pack is because maybe you won't give up the snack foods. Like, or because it's not 2002 and we're not obsessed with six packs as much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or maybe who cares? And maybe that shouldn't be a goal for any of us. We should just be aiming to like, I don't know, be healthy and have a doctor help us be healthy because the doctors should be calling us back. I'm sorry. I'm going back to my own story again. See what's happening there? Right, right. Stop being such a victim. (laughs) So yeah, I hated this book. It did not help me. I still haven't heard from my doctors. I am not unfucked. You still haven't heard from your doctors. Still haven't heard from them. Still have not heard from them. Oh my God. I'm so pissed. I'm going to stop right now before I start yelling for real. And get to you, Jolenta. What is your verdict on Unfuck Yourself? Well, at first glance, I really felt like this book was a whole lot of words with like nothing to do. Again, this is another one of those books where Kristen distilled the rules and we owe her a huge thanks slash she is a goddess for being able to like parse through all of the sort of vagueness and generalities about like thinking good thoughts and shit. Also, like, if you cut out all the famous quotes in this book, you'd lose, like, half the book. I'm like, (laughs) is this a self-help book or, like, a brainy quotes page here? (laughs) It was just very hard to figure out what to actually do for each step for me. Again, overly vague. Lots of, like, wellness platitudes with nothing behind it. Not even, like, like, fake research cited or anything. (laughs) Um, It was overly male, overly blamey. And the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing (laughs) really threw me through a loop because he's brought up in the chapter about being relentless and it's all about, like, it was hard to make it because he spoke no English and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, also, like, isn't he known for, like, accusations of sexual assault and, like, sexual aggression? Like, someone who's sort of relentless when it comes to hearing no? That's what really took me out of it. And I'm like, he cannot think about even, like, female readers here, can he? Yeah, it was just very... It was just very bro-y, very buzzwordy. And like, yes, I did wire a lamp, but like the best advice I got during the two weeks was from my therapist. And like I was a bitch to her anyway. So like <laughs> this book didn't help me. It put me in a worse mood. It made me blame myself more for shit that's out of my control as opposed to sort of freeing myself up from that worry the way I sort of thought it would unfuck myself. And I was not a fan. (laughs) Well, Jolenta, it sounds like we can agree. This book, it belongs back in the barnyard in the manure pile. Ooh, unfuck that. That's it for this episode of Buy the Book. Huge, huge thank you to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, Corinne Wallace and Marcus Ham. Thanks also to Nate Wyda, the composer of our theme song, and the Rizzos, the performers of our theme song. 
Please stay in touch. Let us know if you have read Unfuck Yourself and if it worked or did not work for you. Also, please send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. And write us, of course, if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, reach out to us. Defend yourself. Our email address <laughs> is kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at ByTheBookPod. And you can reach out to us on Instagram at ByTheBookPod. Until next time, I'm Jolenta fucking Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Go Fuck Yourself Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Stitcher. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.